Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary, my patrons. They called you patrons. Uh, it, it sounds, I thought that sounded pretty decent. Uh, I'm sprung ahead uh, today. When you hear this, you should be way you It should be spring, maybe. But yeah, I'm feeling it. It's like 4 p.m. or 4 30. Like, I don't know, is it 3 p.m. or 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. on a Sunday? Uh, whatever time it is, I don't want to. It's time to record it. It's time for the podcast to put you to sleep. Thanks, patrons. And uh, tonight's episode of Sleep With Me is also made possible by the hard worker Carl W., who edited this episode. Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful Studios, who did the theme music. Jonathan Mann is on the lullabies. Kenny Scotty and Jennifer Honor, Honor, Honor artwork. I'm at Deer Scooter on Twitter. Uh, you can listen to the show on your smart speakers, you know, with the tune-in skill, and then just say, hey, set me a uh, sleep timer, or let it run all night, whatever works for you. Also, I like the moderators of our listener Facebook group, uh, Lauren, Keith, uh, uh, Stacy, and Sarah, and Julie and Jennifer. And that's it. What do you say we uh, get on with the show? Uh, hey, you all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. Uh, what I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe, uh, cozy, welcoming uh, place, or a comfortable place uh, where you can... Uh, like I changed it and then I got mixed up. Uh, safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts, uh, feelings, uh, physical sensations, uh, emoting, emoticons. Uh, who doesn't like who is who's raise your hand if you've had enough with what's it? Oh, hey, what's here's a quick question: What's the difference between emoticon and emoji? Emoji. It sounds like it could be a joke in like third grade. Uh, I don't know what the punchline would be because I don't know the difference between emoticon and emoji. Maybe the emoticons are just owned by, are they like a trademarked uh, or emojis trademarked? Here's a quick question. Another one. Is there any emo emojis? Uh, I don't know if I'd like that, but, uh, it, and if say, people say, what's, well, what's that mean? They say, okay, never mind. Moving on. So this is a podcast, uh, to create a, if the, Emo and emoji fans. How about a Brian Eno emoji? Eno emoji. Uh, there could be a he knew, like I don't know. Anyway, uh, try to create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake. Uh, like whatever it is, I'm gonna send my. The way I'm gonna do it is I'm gonna send my voice across the deep dark night. I'm gonna use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, tangents, going going off topic. Whether it's right away. In the middle of the show, uh, gradually. Uh, un- if I do it unexpectedly, it'll be gradually, uh, incoherently. Like uh, you, t- you choose the ly, and I'll be like, uh, g- g- uh, yeah, <laughs> gobbledy, gobbledy Lee. Uh, but really, why I'm here is to help you fall asleep by taking your mind off of stuff. Uh, uh, like I'm going to use creaky dulcet tones. That's, I think maybe I already said that. Uh, I'll tell you right up front why I'm a little bit off tonight is because it's uh, whatever the heck the day the day after springing ahead or the morning of springing ahead. It's Sunday, March, whatever. When you hear this, it'll be like uh, ideally four to six, maybe six weeks from now, maybe. 
so hopefully you'll be adjusted or maybe they'll, by then they'll say, well, let's just get rid of that whole spring time forwarding or whatever. I'd like to be time forwarded. I'd say, just say, Hey, tell me when, when everybody's used to it. Uh, just don't tell me the time, but whatever's keeping me awake, I'm trying to help in the structure show. If you're new, thank you for checking this podcast out, by the way, I hope it helps you fall asleep. doesn't work for everybody, but give it a few tries. Yeah, but structurally, show starts with four minutes or so of business. That's how we keep the show, the podcast itself, in uh, all the archives free. Are the regular listeners that either stop the podcast and check that stuff out, or go to sleepingmepodcast dot com slash sponsors the next next day? That's how we keep the show going. So thanks for sitting through that. If you're new, then there's an intro which we've begun. And the intros are usually around 12 to 14 to 17 to 11 minutes or so, somewhere in there. And the intro is just a show within a show. Uh, usually I'd call it a warm-up uh, if, 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 there, if I could get any hotter, but uh, more like a cool, I guess it's more like a cool down. It would be a war in the regular world to be like, yes, yeah, so you're warming up. I'd be like, yeah, well, I'm kind of cooling down, cooling off. Uh, and uh, get, get cooling off so I can go off topic, uh, slowing down. It's a slowdown. I mean, that's really what I do at bedtime is try to do some kind of slowdown. Uh, but the intro is a show within a show where normally I demonstrate, at least say, what qualifies you to make a sleep podcast uh, to take your mind off, you know, to take my mind off stuff. I say, well, let me show you. Let me show you the magic uh, uh, because it's not really like magic. If there's something called rusty magic, I think that's what it is, creaky dulcet tones and rusty magic. Uh, that's what I use. And, uh, you know, faded sleep dust or whatever that uh, the sand person has in their sleep sack. Uh, so, the sh- oh, so the intro is like when you're getting ready for bed, you can play the intro. Or you can play it when you're already in bed. And uh, it just gets people ready for bed. If you want to get your pets used to they say, well, this, uh, this is an interesting human. Hopefully, intro also boosts your self-esteem because you say, "Hmm, this this person functions in the world is a podcaster," and I say, "Yeah, that's about the only peg that I found that it my uh, or the only hole in my peg, the only peg my hole fits in, or whatever." Yeah, I think I have a hole and not a peg. I'm a hole in search of a peg. My hole, like, uh, it's it's like well, it's kind of oblong, but also octagon, octagon, like a. It has seven sides, uh, but all of them are uneven. And, uh, yeah. Hello. I was, I was calling, uh, the, the creator. I was trying to get info on if I was a hole or a peg, but I was actually in the middle of a podcast intro. Uh, so that's the intro. Then after that, on tonight's episode, we'll be talking about Dr. Who. And in a way that you may not even know, like, uh, ideally it's just like a bedtime story or a meandering recap uh, like a bedtime story that's just distracting enough to take your mind off of stuff and it's run through like it run throughs in a way you say well that's uh, uh kind of not doesn't really resemble doctor who i'd say well exactly it's very calming and soothing and and uh, i mean the doctor can be very soothing at least to me you know, and so Rose can be, and Jack can be, Mickey, Mickey, no, Mickey's more of like the humor, which can be soothing, but it'll be more like meandering around the plot points uh, and making them friendly and, and soft, uh, softening it up uh, like a, 
Like, I don't know, like, you, you, yeah, for, for bedtime, fluffing the old pillow. And then there's some thank yous at the end. There's also uh, uh, support in between the intro and the story. And that, so that's a structure show. So that's what you stru- expect structurally. Then there's, uh, what else do you need to know? Oh, well, you don't need to listen to me. You're under no obligation to pay attention, uh, to learn anything. <laughs> or, or, you know, there's no takeaways. Uh, there's more like fallaways, like I, I fall away or driftaways. That's what this podcast comes with. Uh, yeah, we'll have a few driftaways, thoughts that drift out away from me and that drifted away from you. Uh, so it's the only podcast you don't need to listen to it, but you can or you could, uh, but you, there's no shoulds or musts. Uh, and you could turn it down or you could listen to it. You could listen to it during the day or while you're studying if you need to. Or when you're stressed or you need a distraction at work. Uh, uh, but I'll be here. And, and the other thing is you're under no pressure to fall asleep. Because I'm going to be here for about an hour. And I'm here all the way to the end for that uh, sliver of listeners that can't fall asleep. I'll be here for you in the deep dark night. Because I'm your friend. I'm your companion. Uh, so so I'm here to help. Uh, but yeah, you're under no pressure to fall asleep. Ideally, yeah, there, it'll be a drift away where we'll be walking side by side. Or hand in a uh, hand. How about arm in arm? That that feels uh, that's actually like a very Hoovian, I think. Uh, there is some hand holding, and if that's a problem, uh, I probably won't talk about it on Doctor Who. Actually, I probably will cover hand holding because uh, they have platonic hand holding in there. Or you say subtextually, what does this hand holding mean? Or that's what I'll say during the episode, and I say whose hand? I, I have never analyzed whose hand. Uh, is that a genetic thing? Like where they say, okay, that's like where you, how you hold hands or is that just, uh, how come, how come, uh, I mean, I haven't, like, I don't do a lot of hand holding anyway. I do hand, hand clasping. That's what I'm doing right now. But I say, I never have clammy hands or fidgety hands until the, that big moment. Uh, but so, uh, yeah, so we'll be talking about Dr. Who, then we'll have some thank yous at the end. So you don't need to listen to me. Uh, sorry, I had uh, somebody uh, taking a shower upstairs, so I got interrupted. Uh, but I think I was saying you don't really need to listen to me, but I'm here to help. Uh, and I've been there, but, but like I'm in the discombobulated state of a person who's just uh, sprung ahead for an hour. And you know, like, uh, like while that is like a specific thing, it can also be a broader thing where uh, all of a sudden your sleep pattern gets thrown off, or, or like me, it's like a Sunday. And this can happen even when you don't get a good night's sleep. It's like, like the, like the, probably the hardest time to get tired is like, uh, I think any day of the week is like four or five o'clock, uh, cause you could be at work or even on a Sunday, I mean, maybe a Saturday, it's not too bad, but on a Sunday it's the worst. Cause I say, well, I can't drink any caffeinated beverages cause then I'll never get to sleep. Can't take a nap because I'll never get to sleep and sleep's still a while off and I still got a bunch of stuff I got to get done. And I know it can feel like that at work or, or like, especially at work, cause then you, you got to go home and d- deal with stuff too. And I know what it's like that. Like, I don't know if it's lethargy or just being pooped or tired. Uh, you say, man, uh, yeah, where you don't feel your best. Uh, and if there's any way, I know this podcast doesn't work for everybody, uh, but if there's any way I can help steer you clear of that, even if it's not all the time, it's just uh, occasionally. It would be an honor to do so because it's, it's just like a, you deserve a world 
uh, th- that you can step fully into. And like I say sometimes in the intros, I-, I would love it if you flourish. The world needs you to flourish out there. And you'll water the other plants or whatever, whatever metaphor you want to use. And I, just, I don't know, just in general, I guess even if you don't water flowers, they say, well, like if your day's a little bit nicer or if your bedtime's a little bit less gloomy, uh, that's what I'm here for. And mostly just to take your mind off stuff with goofy, my goofy goofing uh, or my short, my short vocabulary is, uh, yeah, I'm just here, just like a friend in the deep, dark night, uh, uh, like I say, like, uh, just like if you called me up, I'd come over, I'd ramble uh, and stuff. But if it was a real friend, uh, you'd say, well, when are they, when are they going to get out of here? Are they going to leave any crumbs? Uh, am I supposed to like pretend I'm listening? Isn't there a social compact? There is no social compact. I, you know what, in this podcast, I compacted the social compact and then I composted it, uh, and the, and then, you know, spread around so we could grow those flowers, uh. And also, my brain, like I said, I, uh, I really don't know what time of day it is. Like, if 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 you if you were staying at, you said, uh, if Scotty R from the, he said, well, I got twenty five G scoots. If you could tell me within thirty minutes what time of day it is, you know, I'd give it to you. I wouldn't. I couldn't tell you if it was three thirty, four thirty, five thirty, or six thirty right now. And then what the what the time was yesterday. Be like, okay, which I don't know. Is it one thirty? But it's six thirty. I have no clue. And they happens with jet lag or changing work schedules, or you know, sometimes things are just uh, in flux. Uh, uh, so that's what the podcast is. It's uh, here to take your mind off stuff and make bedtime a little bit less rigorous, a little bit less routine. Maybe you just barely smile when you say, uh, like. Uh, Maybe you don't even, maybe you just get to picture, instead of smiling at what I say, you just get like an emoticon, like you get the vision of that. Like I said, my favorite emoticon or emoji is a fox, like a fox-based emojis. I don't know why. Maybe from the game Firefox, I don't know, with hearts in its eyes. And then it doesn't even have to smile. Because they say, there's a fox with hearts in its eyes. Uh, it's the best. uh don't know what I would, I've never had a, a opportunity to use it except in like a goof mode. Uh, cause I never, I don't know if I've ever emoted, uh, I've experienced the feeling of having a fox with hearts in its eyes. Uh, but maybe that's like what I'm trying to capture here at bedtime. You say, well, my fox with like, maybe not, maybe like more clouds in its eyes. Uh, how about that? How about we agree on that? Whether it's a modi. How about an emoji? We we don't like I don't know if you own emoji and emoticon around here around here these parts we use emojis, but yeah you'd say well that kind of sounds a little bit too close to emodium. And you say no no emoji why'd you have to bring that up brain? Uh, anyway I'm here to help. Uh, and if this is for your first few times like I say give it a few tries. There's no uh, like I'm just trying to help. Uh, so test the podcast out. I hope it works for it. It doesn't work for everybody. Uh, but I really, really appreciate you checking the show out. I work very hard, and I strive and I yearn because I want to help you fall asleep, all right? And uh, here's a couple messages of uh, uh, this is how we keep the show uh, going. All right, here we are. We're talking uh, C- Series 1, Episode 12 uh, of uh, Doctor Who. Uh, Bad Wolf is the title of the episode. Wolf. 
you know, opens with a recap of uh, everything that happened on uh, whatever that news station was, Space Station News, Satellite 5, Satellite 5 it's called. And the question, who controls the Satellite 5 really? If it wasn't Chewbacca and Simon Pegg, who was it? Who really controls it? And then we get the uh, title, A Hundred Years Later, and we hear some pumping music, really pumping music, like at a workout. Uh, look at that, you jazz. No, I guess you wouldn't jazzercise. Do you jazzercise to jazz music? I never thought, I guess, hold on, let me pause the... It's a strange question, but there's this thing called jazzercising when I was like a little kid. I think I just remember seeing signs for it. I've never met I've never met with someone that says, "Were you into jazzercise?" They say, "Oh yeah, totally." It's I mean, I'm sure there are people like a regular jazzerciser. That's someone that yeah, went to two jazzercise classes, bought 10, went to two. Uh, but this, there was this thing called jazzercise. And on the surface, I said, oh, it's just some sort of uh, dance exercise. But now that I think about it, I said, was it exercise to jazz? Like, because uh, that doesn't make, I love jazz. Uh, but, but I said, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. Uh, or at least maybe things changed in the 80s when the Satellite 5 went down. I said, well, no, you only exercise to throbbing, pulsating music. It's much better for the heart rate. But this has, so this does have the pulsating music, and then uh, we see a spinning closet and a closet-like room. The doctor's asleep in it on the floor, and then he wakes up in a worry. He's like, what's happening here? The doctor confused, which I said, wow, and he's pushing on all the walls, and he's still spinning. He falls out of the closet. He's got, like, he's got a, whatever you call that, vertigo. And he can't stand up, uh, and he says, what in the heck? And they say, this woman helps, tries to help him. She says, it must be the transmat. That's what did it to you. And she goes, why were you in there? No one said you were coming. And the doctor's like, what's happening? And she's like, be careful. you got the spins. Uh, and she says, are you okay? And the doctor says, what, what, what's going on? He's out of it. And she says, you've been chosen. And the doctor says, chosen for what? Uh, and she goes, you're a housemate. You're in the house. Isn't that brilliant? Uh, and she's very happy. And the doctor looks around. Kids, There's kids' drawings on the walls. The living room has red hand chairs, and there's other hand chairs. There's more disco pumping music. Uh, lots of some modernist-style art on the walls. Cameras, uh, silver cameras. And there's eyes, like symbols of eyes everywhere. And then there's like a voice over a PA system that says, Doctor, uh, the doctor come to the diary room. And I guess this is a British version of Big Big Brother. Uh, And the doctor sits down in this gigantic red chair. looks really comfortable. And, uh, also there's other characters that are like, what's a new housemate doing here? What in the heck? Uh, and, uh, I guess it's a voice of big brother. So I don't know. This was, might've been some sort of crossover. Uh, but the doctor sits down in this giant red chair. He looks a bit confused and peeved. And this is no swearing. You're on, uh, your channel 44,000. And he says, you gotta be kidding me. And then the episode comes to an open. 
Uh, so we see he's on the set of Big Brother. Uh, then we see a spotlight on Rose. She's asleep on a the floor. There's some red light. It wakes her up. Uh, wakes her up. Uh, oh, someone's like, you must have amnesia. She says, because uh, there's this guy, Roderick, 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 uh, Roderick, because uh, there's this gentleman trying to help her. And he says, what's your name? She goes, Rose. She goes, where's the doctor at? And he goes, he's trying to be very uh, uh, kind to her. He says, just do what the android says. Android's in charge. And she she means like an android, like a robot. And then uh, like a PA or somebody says, physicians, everybody, get ready to go to air. And he helps her up. He helps her walk. uh, And she says, I'm definitely in the wrong place. They say, final positions. uh, Good luck. And she goes, I was with the doctor and Captain Jack. The doctor wouldn't just leave me somewhere. And she goes, I'm not supposed to be here. And he goes, well, it says Rose on the podium. Isn't that what your name is? He goes, come on, get to the podium. And Rose Rose is like, this doesn't make any sense. Uh, There's some flutes. uh, Yeah, flutes and dramatic music. Uh, Rose is like, is this a dream? Yeah. And she goes, it can't be. And uh, then we see they say Android activated, and Rose realizes she's on the set of another show called The Weakest Link, and she goes, "Oh, it's an Android, uh, Anne, Anne, uh, which I think it's a host of uh, The Weakest Link." Uh, and she's got a robotic voice, uh, uh, fuzzy eyes. Oh no, no. Then we see through fuzzy eyes. We hear two boat robotic voices. They're talking about Captain Jack's lantern jaw. And we see Jack's lying down. He's being examined by two, uh, I guess, robots or androids. Uh, they kind of look cartoonish, anthropomorphic, I would say, because it's a new word. I'm trying to figure out what it means. And they say, Jesus, you're a handsome dude here. I guess this is another show called What Not to Wear. And Jack says, what I'm doing here is with the doctor. And they say, well, we got to get rid of your clothes. He goes, what's wrong with my clothes? They go, two, two 20th century, two vintage denim. And they go, very nice, uh, classic, but uh, we got to spruce you up. You're two Oklahoma farm boy. And then they zap off Jack's clothes, and he's, like, very confident. He goes, so your ratings just went up. Uh, so he's very pleased. He goes, defabricator does what it says on the tin. And he's cracking everybody up, like I said. Uh, he's very happy. How did he know? What did I say? How did he know what? Uh, his clothes go bye-bye. He's happy. Oh, he because he knows he's on TV. I said, how does he know he's on TV? But I guess because maybe he's familiar with the show, what to we- what not to wear. I could use that. Uh, yeah, but then uh, we go back to the doctor. And he's still in the Big Brother house, but he's trying to get out. He's trying to open doors with his sonic screwdriver, but it's not working. And uh, a woman's trying to help him. She goes, you're not going to get out of here. Ever since Big Brother 504, when everyone left, uh, she goes, you don't remember that? And the doctor goes, "Uh, what is this, two-way mirror? She goes, yeah, it's exoglass. And she says, don't talk about the outside world. And she goes, by the way, though, tell me about the outside world. Do people like me? I'm Linda with a Y, not Linda with an I. She got evicted for messing a camera up. Uh, she goes, am I popular? The doctor goes, oh, I don't remember. 
And she gets a little nervous. She goes, so I'm insignificant on TV? And then the doctor gets, he goes, no, 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 you're nice. You're sweet. Everybody thinks you're sweet. Uh, and she goes, sweet, really? He goes, oh, yeah, totally sweet to the max. Uh, and she goes, thanks. Uh, then he goes to the two-way mirror or whatever. He goes, isn't there supposed to be a garden around here? She goes, yeah, no more gardens. Uh, uh, she goes, uh, who's got a garden nowadays? Uh, the doctor goes, well, I got a TARDIS. Uh, I just remembered his brain's starting to work. Uh, and then Linda goes, where did you come from? He goes, Raxacophalorupatoris. Uh, he goes, then we went to Kyoto uh, in Japan, it's 1336, just got out of there. And uh, we were cracking up on the TARDIS. There's a flashback to everybody laughing at the TARDIS. Uh, I almost said Fartis. Uh, and then there's this bright light, and uh, it, it, like everyone's kind of like frozen on the TARDIS. Jack Rose and the Doctor. And he says, "Yeah, bright light coming through the walls." And then there's a weird angle on the Doctor, like we're seeing it through a TV or something. And he talks into the two-way glass, I guess because we're seeing it through the two-way glass, to the control room. Uh, and the doctor goes, uh, hey, uh, Linda's also asking the doctor, what's going on? And the doctor goes, something's going on here. It's not just a tra-. He goes, I'm not a passing traveler. He goes, I don't get caught in trans transmats, and the TARDIS doesn't let in simple beams. Uh, this is a big time. And then he goes, something else going on. And that's when he says the thing, I'm going to find, I'm going to get out. I'm going to find my friends and I'm going to find you, whoever's in the control room. And uh, they say, oh, the people, this one dude in the control room, he's nervous. He says, oh, dear. Because I'm going to need to talk to one of my coworkers about this. But then there's a countdown for Rose's game show. And they're counting down. Rose is still like, I got to find the doctor. Uh, he's like, just play the game. And Rose goes, okay, I'm going to play to win then. Yeah, I'm not here to mess around. And Rose kind of is like more happy, like it's a joke. And they're like, uh, start the clock. Uh, they say one player gets, uh, what's the anagram of beard? It's food, bread. Uh, Fitch, uh, what month comes after Hoob in the uh, pan traffic uh, calendar? Clavado, he, they go, no, Pandoff. Uh, Rose, what's 258 minus 158? 100. Uh, Rod, Roderick uh, banks some money. Uh, then he says, what, what letter of the alphabet is in dangle but not gland? And Roderick says, uh, E. He says, Colleen, what's the payments given to Martian drones with the letter D? Default, correct. Uh, he says, Brof, on which great cobalt pyramid is the remains of a famous old institute? What's the institute? He says, uh, Touchdown. They say, no, Torchwood, which I think is a spinoff of Doctor Who with Captain Jack. Uh, and Rose is kind of laughing. Like, again, again, now she's really laughing. She doesn't care. Uh, then they say, uh, uh, something about facetious, facetious uh, sort of like a, uh, like there's a lot of vowels in there or something. Uh, and they say, what uh, what has iron in it? Uh, and oh, Fitch gets it wrong. Uh, then they talk, who is Gravnik's married to? So they're just going through the board game. But it's like, I bet you it's all Doctor Who actual facts. 
Uh, then we see Jack in an undershirt. He's like flexing and making model moves. Really funny. Ian talking to the robots. Uh, and they're saying, yeah, we want to get you up in some leather, dude. Uh, little dash of a pirate and a, par- a, a piece of Schwarzenegger. And Jack goes, what about some color? And they go, no, no, you can't wear black and color together. Uh, let's talk jackets. Uh, and Jack is kind of showing off, but you could tell these androids aren't up to any good either. And they say, geez, what about your face? Uh, maybe we could, and Jack goes, hey, man, don't worry about it. Uh, and then Android is interviewing Rose, but not in a nice way. She goes, what do you do? Uh, what's your job? And Rose goes, I'm a traveler, I guess a tourist. Uh, and Android says, uh, so you're unemployed. She goes, no, no, no. I get and they say, well, do you have a job? She goes, no. Then Android says, yeah, you're unemployed, so uh, you still dye your hair. So I think that was a gimmick on the British, uh, like this Anne from Weakest Link was mean. And they say, why'd you vote out Fitch? Uh, she got questions wrong. And Fitch is really upset, you know, just like not, uh, she's going to lose like 400 bucks. Uh, and, uh, you know, they say, sorry, Rose doesn't get it yet. She says, sorry, uh, Fitch. Uh, uh, but then Fitch heads off to the big farm via the android. And she goes, Broff was the weakest link. Uh, and Rose is like, what are you kidding me? What kind of what kind of game show is this? Uh, this isn't like uh, not what I want to play. And they're like, okay, let's go to an ad. And then Rod Roderick uh, says, uh, this is it. Uh, we got to play, play to win. We're not winning to go to the big farm. And Rose goes, I'm not playing. And then Broff goes, I'm not playing. So he tries to leave. They send him to the big farm. And the android says, you're the weakest link too. Bye-bye. Uh, so Rose is like, holy mackerel. This is, he's, he's, he's uh, yeah, big uh, bitch not happy. Adverts, Rose WTFs it to Adams. Uh, uh, play or not. Uh, then all the housemates are gathered. Uh, there's three housemates and the doctor. They're all holding hands while the doctor's trying to get out. They're like, hey, don't mess around. You're going to get us all in trouble. Uh, they also have, like, black purses or something over their shoulders. Uh, I don't know if that's a thing with Big Brother. And uh, what does this say? Cheery, then we're going to get... Uh, oh, then they say, okay, whoever's getting voted out uh, of the house is Crosby. And they say, Crosby, uh, time to go. We're going to get, we're going to come get you. Bye-bye. And there's a lot of hugs and disappointment. The doctor's totally kicking back. Like it's a TV show. He goes, okay, what's the big deal here? Uh, uh, let's see. And then, uh, yeah, they say you nominated for eviction. Eighth person evicted is Crosby. Crosby's kind of determined. And the doctor's like, who, who cares? It's just a show. Uh, He's totally lying back on the couch. Uh, and they say, okay, 10 seconds. They make a little, uh, uh, with their hands, they make a, like a entryway for her to exit, a hand gate, uh, for her to go under. Doctor's still like moving his feet on the couch and they say, bye. And he says, don't believe me. Yeah, what does that say? Uh. They say, oh, well, they say goodbye. Say, thanks for the food. That was great. Poor Crosby. 
And the doctor goes, oh, she's going to be successful on the outside. They go, there is no outside. They go straight to the big farm. And he's still laughing. And then they show, like, uh, that she, like, she gets uh, transmitted to the big farm but instead of evicted. And the doctor's like, uh, what in the heck? Uh, and he's confused. Uh, yeah, everyone runs the TV. And then the doctor looks at this eye, starts moving. Then there's a clandestine meetup. Uh, like there's an eye outlined with the Milky Way behind it uh, for the. Uh, but then there's a clandestine meetup between two of the control room workers. Uh, they seem to be in a relationship. They're talking about rumors. They're smiling. They're saying, well, the control, those people aren't supposed to be in the game, but the controller's watching everything. So maybe she knows what's going on. Uh, maybe we're making human errors, uh, or maybe she's making human error. And they said, well, she's, maybe she's not human. Uh, and we see the controller, she's like a integrated digital, digital organic being integrated into the like control panels, uh, with cool black light and lighting and stuff. Uh, and she's talking in numbers. She, she's like running all the shows at the same time. You know, 10, 9, 41, 50, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, uh, then we go back to the Big Brother house. Uh, uh, doctor's like, what in the heck would you be on a TV show where you could get sent to the big farm? Uh, uh, why Why would you be on that show? And Linda's like, we don't have a choice. Uh, and the doctor's like, what do you mean? I thought you applied to be on the show. She goes, yeah, hundreds of years ago. And she goes, you get chosen, and that's it. Uh, there's 60 big, big brother houses at once. Uh, and they go, yeah, there used to be more. Not what it used to be. And the doctor says, it's a charnel house. Uh, and then he says, uh, what does he say, Cavman out like this? Uh, what does that mean? Uh, he says, whatever. He says, this is it. This is it. Uh, oh, he says, I'm going to mess up this camera and send it out. Uh, so then I get thrown out of the house. Uh, then we go back to Jack. He's now playing tennis. Uh, like he's in a total tennis outfit and playing around with a tennis racket. Uh, too decent. So oh, too many. He goes, I'm not into all the wearing all this white. It's too decent. Uh, and they go, okay, don't worry. We're doing another stage. Uh, so we're ready for stage two. And he goes, what's that? And they go, well, just where we change you into. Uh, a face, we do a face-off, like, like uh, with a puppy. And Jack's not, uh, he, he pulls, like, a complex laser deluxe out of his, uh, like, like uh, somewhere, out of thin air, but he had it hidden. And so he takes out the robots and escapes, uh, no problem. And we go back to the weakest link. Uh, one more person gets voted out, Colleen, Colleen. And they go solar flare activity. We got a ten minutes to finish this episode. And Rose goes to Roderick, "Well, why'd you vote Colleen out? She's good." And he goes, "Yeah, because I want to go against you, so I win." Uh, Stack vote credits from from Bad Wolf, and she goes, "Bad Wolf." And he goes, "That's who runs the game station." And she goes, "Huh, that's uh, Bad Wolf." And they go, "He goes, yeah, that's an old nursery rhyme or something." Rose goes, I keep hearing Bad Wolf. Then she has, like, a little bit of a flashback to other times she's heard Bad Wolf this season. 
talking strategy, bad wolf recap. Then the doctor, we go, yeah, we see a bunch of scenes with uh, from the season with bad wolf. Uh, Rose is like going on. Bad wolf is in charge of this quiz. Maybe I'm not here by mistake. Uh, this is not an accident. It's been planned. Then we go back to the doctor and they say, hey, doctor, you're uh, kicked out uh, of the house. You're evicted. He cheers. He's so happy. They say 10 seconds to say farewell, then we're going to get you. And they say that gleefully. And he just rushes for the door. And Linda's like, actually, I think you're cool. And the other housemate's like, uh, just like totally into the game. And the doctor says, come on, transmat me somewhere. Uh, go for it. I, I don't believe it. it was, they're jumping over the couches. Uh, he's a ba- ba- banker's bonkers eviction. But he says, come on. Uh, and then they don't, it doesn't work. Uh, he goes, he goes, yeah, you would have, he goes, uh, I'm supposed to be here. Don't you get it? Uh, he goes, what are you waiting for? Oh, Linda goes, he's gone bonkers. That's what she says. Uh, and then the doctor says, uh, he figures out a way to unlock the door. He says, hey, Linda, why don't you come with me? Uh, and then they show the control room trying to figure it out at the same time. And they're like, why, why isn't he getting evicted? It's some sort of strange override. And the doctor goes, hey, by the way, to the cameras, he goes, I'm getting out. Then he reaches out to Linda. We see that classic Doctor Who holding his hand out is shot. Uh, very cool. He says, come on, uh, 50-50 in here. Uh, I, I'll help you. And he goes, you're sweet. Uh, he, goes, uh, he goes, I don't know if that's a winning combo on this kind of big brother. And let's see, classic Doctor Who. Then he's like, hold on. They go out, and he's like, this is a Satellite 5. Uh, and he tries to open some doors. Uh, does a bit of bragging and flirting. Uh, he says, I've been here before. And uh, he goes, why isn't anybody uh, like around here in Satellite 5? And Linda goes, no, it's a game station now. It was Satellite 5 100 years ago. And the doctor was like, I was on floor 139 last time and caused a little bit of a, a trouble. But then I took, went, gave things a hand and headed out and home for tea. Yeah, that's where he's bragging and flirting. And he's still trying to get good. Uh, and Linda's like, you're looking good for 100 years. You were here 100 years ago. He's oh, yeah, I moisturize. And he goes, this is strange energy in here. Way too much energy, too many transmissions, too much power. And Linda goes, I think we're the first contestants to be out of there. And the doctor goes, well, I got to find two other people. And she goes, they could be anywhere. There are a hundred different games. And he says, like, what? She goes, uh, let's see, call my bluff, countdown, ground force, wipe out, stars in their eyes. And the doctor goes, you watch this stuff? She goes, yeah, everybody does. Uh, how come you don't? He goes, oh, I didn't pay my license for my license. Uh, she goes, that's big trouble. He goes, go ahead, I, I dare them. And she goes, who are you really? He goes, it doesn't matter. And she goes, well, now I'm with you. And he goes, I'm just a traveler. He goes, I'm looking for a quiet life. And she goes, if we get out of here, are you going to head off? Uh, he goes, yeah. And then she goes, maybe I could come with you. He goes, maybe. And he's, uh, the doctor seems, he says, wait a second, is there a connection here? 
He goes, then we got to concentrate on getting out of here. Who's in charge of Satellite 5? And then we see the Big Wolf uh, Corporation. Linda turns on a sign, Bad Wolf Corporation. And the doctor's like, holy mackerel. Then we're up on episode 500 in control. They're trying to figure out uh, how the doctor got out. Uh, A controlled person's like, hey, the controller's got to handle this. Maybe we should check another controller. She's like, maybe we should check Archive 6 uh, to see how they got here. And they the controller, she says, Archive 6 out of bounds, uh, turned off. Uh, and they said, well, we got to stop the games. She goes, no, no stopping the games. Uh, and the dude says, we can't just let them wander around. She goes, yeah, they are no one. I said, what in the name of GOT? They're no one uh, from the House of Black and White, eh? And they're still trying to figure out what they do. They're like, well, we got to check the logs. Uh, and she goes, no, 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 just trust me. Uh, solar flares in uh, a few minutes. Uh, so we got to get the show uh, going. Uh, then we have Jack getting out of his thing. Uh, uh, then we have Lyndon uh, getting out of his level and heading to the elevator and trying to figure out what floor. Then he finds the doctor on some sort of scanner. Uh, he says, okay, which floor is he on? Two hearts that beat as one, or maybe they beat it separately, but binaural vascular system or whatever. Uh, and he heads to a level of doctors on. Dr. and Linda are like, uh, they go to the same place that Adam saw Earth from a hundred years before. And the doctor's like, did you ever watch that show Bear With Me? And he goes, I love Bear With Me, the celebrity edition. Three people in a bear that live with a bear. And then they see the earth. Uh, he's like, the earth doesn't look right. Uh, and she goes, yes, yeah, it's been off for a long time, but now we have 10,000 channels all coming from the station. And the doctor's like, sheep uh, being fed on a diet of uh, whatever you have to live with. Oh, that's when they talk about the bear show. He goes, this should be the fourth great and bountiful human empire. He goes, I thought I said things right uh, 100 years ago. Well, Linda's like, that's when things got bad 100 years ago. All the news went off, and we didn't, we couldn't think for ourselves. Uh, she goes, it was a long hundred years. And the doctor goes, it was my fault. Uh, and he's a man. Uh, then, uh, yeah, I made this world. Then the ga- another game player goes to Big Farm. So it's Rose versus Roddick on their own. They handsome. Uh, what does that mean? They hand- Oh, uh. Then we see, hey, handsome, Jack runs to the doctor. The doctor says, Jack says, hey, handsome. And he goes, you found Rose? And the doctor goes, no. And Jack goes, okay, the rooms are shielded. Let's just hack this computer. And the doctor's like, that's what I'm trying to do. And Jack says, hurry up. And the doctor goes, yeah, no. Uh, and Jack gives him some sort of wrist computer. He goes, we'll find her. And then the Jack goes, hey, Linda, how you doing? I'm Captain Jack Harkness. Uh, Nice to meet you. The doctor goes, can you not uh, do f- flirt with my friends? Uh, he goes, I just said hi. He goes, that's flirting. And Linda goes, hubba hubba. And Jack kisses her hand, uh, which frustrated, all of that frustrated the doctor. Jack was in leather, leather pants and a leather vest uh, with a white T-shirt. Uh, they're on floor 407 currently, I believe. Or is that what floor Rose is on? Yeah, they say, Jesus, uh, this is weird, dude. you know, this whole bad wolf thing. Uh, 
He goes, I think I've been playing, and now, like, they've been playing me, and now Rose is stuck. Uh, uh, then we go back to the game. It's Rose versus Roderick, uh, and Rose gets a question wrong about Sheffield. Uh, the, she says it's York. Uh, then the doctor finds her on 407, and Linda's like, that's the android. That's a worse show. we got to get up there. Uh, Rod- Roderick uh, doesn't know that Lucky was written by Jackie Collins. He thinks it's a Jackie Stewart. Uh, then they say, who is uh, the, the oldest inhabitant of, inhabitant of the ISOP of the galaxy? Face of what? And I even knew. Face of Bo. Uh, who lives in a glass uh, aquarium and his head is big and round? Uh, just like a pineapple under the sea, the face of Bo, which is correct. Uh, then the doctor, Jack and Linda are on the elevator trying to get up there. Uh, Roderick gets a correct answer. President of the Red Velvets is a Hoshman Frain. And they, they say, Rose, what's the, what planet does Gaffa, can you eat Gaffa back on? And she goes, Mars. They go, no, another one, another question, uh, another planet. Uh, and Roderick's getting happier. The uh, doctor's on his way. They say, uh, what measure of length did the Emperor Jate uh, say was the distance from your nose to your fingertip? Uh, they say He says a goffle. They go, no, it's a pob. And they say, Rose, Stella Pock Baint uh, was famous for what? Rose goes, shoes. And they go, nope, hats. Uh, and then uh, you think Roddick gets a question. No, he gets it wrong. Hazel, saying Hazeldean or something. The doctor's almost there. They get to the floor, and they're trying to figure out which room is room six. Uh, and they're just trying to get the do- door open, but it has, you know, some sort of uh, biological combination. They go, Rose, what's a, your favorite Icelandic city? She goes, uh, she goes Reykjavik. They go, no, 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 Pole of Ventura. And then they go, You've, Roddick's like, you lost, uh, you lost, uh, and uh, Rose is, can't believe it. She's like, you got, you can't, you can't play this game here. I just got to find the doctor. The doctor wouldn't leave me behind. And Android goes, uh, so Roderick, you're the winner. 100,600 100, credits. Uh, Rose goes, this isn't right. Uh, then the doctor says, he comes running Rose with Jack. Jack says, stop the game. And the doctor says, I order you to stop the game. And Rose goes running to the doctor. The floor manager goes, this show is live. Uh, and they say, look out. And then Rose gets, uh, apparently, temporarily, we think she goes to the big farm. But, uh, you know, this is a sleep pad. So I'll tell you, she doesn't uh, right here. But there's a poof of dust uh, symbolizing a trip to the big farm. And for the moment, we see the doctor think she's there. And he's touching the dust and bending down. And he has this really high-level acting uh, look on his face. And uh, Captain Jack is not happy. The doctor's kind of moving his mouth. Uh, he gets uh, The security comes and busts him. Uh, Jack is, like, uh, really, like, uh, hot and, and bothered. Uh, and the doctor's just kind of numb in distance. Uh, and then they get busted, so they got to go back to like a mall. It's like mall security. And 
They said, Jack's like, you can't, you can't even, don't even talk to the doctor. Uh, I can't believe this game show. Really good. I, like, if I didn't, like, last episode I was a Jack fan. Now I'm a huge Jack fan. And then we see satellite, a distant shot of that. And then they're quizzing the doctor and Jack about a sonic screwdriver. They say, you're totally, you're totally, uh, you're, you're nicked. Uh, how'd you get on board? And Linda says, don't talk to the doctor who's totally in silent staring mode. And they say, you're going to go to lunar penal quality. Uh, it does not spend face who, what does that mean? They say, who are you? Uh, and the uh, doctor's still not talking. And then they show the doctor, you get the mus- mug shots are back in the cell. That's when they say, Lunar, are you, do you understand you're going to Lunar Colony? And it's, uh, let's do it. Uh, Jack and uh, uh, undershirt, does that say? At least Jack, the doctor says uh, to Jack, let's do it. And then it's action mode. And they get out, no problem. And that's cool. Then the programmers are like, oh no, they got out. Uh, and they go for the doctor goes straight to floor 500 and they're trying to lock it up. Uh, they're like, they're coming up here and the doctor has the defabricator and Jack has some more traditional stuff. Uh, and he, they both look cool. Uh, and the doctor says, uh, they say, then they say, Hey, the solar flares are about to go on. The controller flares say that they say, controller, we got trouble. Uh, and then they get to the floor. The da- Jack says, okay, everybody don't try anything. Uh, and the doctor says, listen to ca- the captain. And he says, this is more than a game station. Who's, who to, who, who uh, runs that Android? And no, no one says anything. The controller's like, solar flare's about to hit. He goes, I want some answers. Uh, and they're like, why are you, why are you, he goes, this is just for fun. And the doctor goes, relax. Uh, and they go, you're going to get busted. The doctor goes, no, I'm not. Uh, and he goes, what's up with the controller here? Uh, and they, they go, uh, she, she's linked to all the transmissions, so the whole satellite output, output goes through her. Uh, she's She's been working here since she was five. And Jack goes, Doc, we got five, ten minutes. I sealed the door. And then they go, the, one of the controllers goes, actually, there's been some strange unauthorized transmats. You're saying this just isn't a game station? The doctor goes, what freaking games have you been playing? Uh, but he says, show me the unauthorized transmissions. And they go, you can't go in Archive 6. And Jack's headed back there. He goes, do I look like an out-of-bounds sort of guy? And they, Jack goes into Archive 6. The TARDIS is in there. Uh, what else we got? Uh, doctor and the crew. Doctor, where's uh, where's the doctor? All every like uh, when the solar flare comes, everything is in blue and purple light, which is cool. Who are they? Found the TARDIS. Uh, so Jack goes in the room with the TARDIS, uh, and he sees Rose's jacket there. And at first, he's a little down. This is 321, what the heck, transmit beam. Uh, doctor, where's the doctor? Isn't that later when Rose wakes up? I don't know. Oh, no, that's the controller saying, doctor, where's the doctor? 
So then the solar flare comes in. Basically, the doctor's talking to the controller, and Jack finds the uh, the uh, TARDIS, looks at Rose's jacket, but then he starts doing some hacking on the TARDIS. And the controller starts talking to the doctor. She says, I, 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 all I could see was numbers, but then I saw you. And the doctor goes, what do you want? She goes, I can only talk during the solar flares. I've got, uh, you know, my programmers, uh, they can't hear me right now. Uh, but I can't say their names either. And I have to be careful. They're monitoring the transmissions, but they don't watch the program. So I hid you in the games. And the doctor goes, what about Rose? She goes, does it matter? He goes, oh, you, it matters to me. And she goes, the, my, my programmers have been planning the Earth for many, many years, hundreds and hundreds of years, and they're growing stronger. And he goes, who are they? And she goes, oh, they talk about you. They don't, they don't like the doctor. And he goes, who are they? Then the solar flare leaves. So then the, the, she goes back to regular game mode. The doctor goes to the programmer. When's his next solar flare? He goes, two years. He goes, uh, uh. Then the di- then Jack comes out. He goes, I found the TARDIS. Uh, and the doctor goes, who cares? We're not going anywhere. And he goes, no, but the TARDIS figured it out. He goes, watch this. He goes, Rose wasn't sent to the big farm. She was just uh, transmatted, transported. And uh, the doctor's like, uh, holy cow. Let's see, TARDIS, Rose's jean jacket, uh. Oh, this is the other page of blue. Okay, so I was I missed that somehow earlier. Yeah, a transmitted beam. They get transmitted across space. That means Rose is okay. And Ro, like the doctor goes, Rose, really? She's okay? And they're so happy, the two of them. And they, they, they like, hug each other and jump and grin, the uh, doctor and Jack. Uh, then we hear a beep. Uh, a beeping sound, and Rose wakes up in a cool-looking room. Yeah, there's pulsating, beeping, purple and blue lights, a clean, like, uh, dark-colored floor. And she slowly wakes up, and then she looks up, and she looks at something. She goes, w-, she says, WTF, and we realize it's, uh, like, a comic day, one of the comic Daleks uh, looking at her through one of their uh, looking-tube, camera tubes, uh, and then we go back, uh, and uh, the controller's giving the doctor. She says, hey, guess what? I'm going to tell you where they are. Uh, even with the solar, the doctor goes, no, no, there's no solar flare. She goes, yeah, they're at a 5, 6.1, you know, 95.7 kick, kicks FM or whatever. And then she gets transmitted out. Uh, and we see, let's see, then we see, so Game Master gives the coordinates. She's transmatted out, uh, and she sees, so she goes, oh, my comic Daleks, you shouldn't have messed with comic books. You can't change the history. And then we're back at the control room, and the guy, the one dude that's the controller, his name's Davich Papel, and him and Jack get along. Jack, Jack's like, I like the, uh, the cut of your jib, by the way. Because he goes, oh, I downloaded uh, uh, my own file of unscheduled transmissions. And then the other programmer, she says, what has this been, some sort of uh, disguise all along? And the doctor goes, oh, yeah, even the uh, Chewbacca was, uh, this is a long game, uh, controlling the history of the human race uh, for generations. 
And then the, the, the Jack gives it to the doctor a sonic screwdriver back, makes it into a pointer. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Papel, proactive. Oh, yeah, good proactive work, uh, Jack. Uh, and they cancel, like, uh, some sort of, you know, beam crossing out. Uh, and uh, they see, he says, look at this. Look at the pure feed. And it's, like, lots and lots of UFOs with chanting music. Because uh, he says, yeah, it was hidden from sonar and radar, but a sonic screwdriver with small adjustment from Jack and knowing the location. And Jack's like, those ships were gone. Uh, and the doctor goes, nope, they're not. Uh, and Linda with a Y says, who are they? And the doctor says, 200 ships, uh, 2,000 on board, half a million of them. And they say, half a million, who? And he goes, Daleks, uh, anti-comic book, comic book, uh, uh, going to rid the world of comic books. Oh, do you have comic books in this alternative timeline? And they go, we do, it's the one thing on earth, you know, that brings children joy still other than television and young adults and adults. Uh, and then the Daleks, uh, they come in, they're kind of freaking out. Uh, uh, they say stand to stand, uh, uh, but whatever, they're on camera. And they say, we're detected, the doctors located us, open the communications. Oh, they say, Rose, stand up. Uh, so she's like, uh, with the Daleks and then the Dalek says, uh, I'll talk to the doctor and the doctor's already there. He says, okay, that's great. Hi. And he waves at them smiling and they go, we're in the middle of the Dalek stratagem and the fleet's ready. Uh, don't, don't intervene. And the doctor goes, why is that then? And they go, well, we're here with Rose. Uh, and the Rose is kind of staring, kind of determined. And they say, he says, don't mess with us. And the doctor goes, no. And the Dalek says, uh, explain yourself. Uh, and the doctor goes, no. And the Daleks mixie goes, what's the meaning of this negative? And the doctor goes, it means no. And they go, what about Rose? Uh, and the doctor goes, I'm not worried about it. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to come rescue Rose uh, right from the middle of the Dalek fleet. I'm going to save Earth. Uh, and I'm going to save all the comic books, and I'm going to, you know, uh, end your comic crusade. And they go, well, you have nothing, no ships, no defenses, no plans. Uh, and the doctor goes, yeah, and doesn't that make you nervous because I'm still confident. And then this is really a high point. And then he goes, Rose, I'm coming to get you. She goes, yes, doctor. And she already knows. She's converted from to, to, to total, total confidence, too. Uh, she has yeah, determined she's breathing, uh, determined breathing with almost a smile. And uh, he goes, yeah, I'm coming to get you, Rose. Uh, she goes, yes, doctor, I'm coming to get you. And really pinnacle, great, great acting. And then the doctor, the Daleks just flip out. They say, doctor's initiating action. Stratagem must advance. Get moving. And they go, and also get rid of the comic books and the doctor. And they say, comics, comics, comics. And then there's like thousands of Daleks all in unison, all like going to their workstations. But she said, the Daleks, some of the Daleks have workstations. Some of them just float around. And there's a lot of them. And they all get, get ready to go. Uh, see the doctor and the comics of Earth. And the episode comes to a close.
so sleep well dreaming of, uh, you know, cause the Daleks, they like to read comic books. Uh, they, they'd be good at bedtime stories. Uh, maybe the doctor will convert them, you know, tone down their voices, give them some creaky dulcets uh, to read kids bedtime stories instead and say, uh, Hey, here's a bedtime story from your favorite Dalek. Uh, uh, story, they could call them st- story licks instead. I guess that wouldn't be very good. Uh, but rest well, my friends, and uh, I'll see you soon.